You're about to listen to Richard Herring's Lesser Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, uh, and my guest Susan Kalman. It is free. There are lots of ways you can contribute. You can buy a badge for £1 at www.gofasterstripe.com slash rhlstp5. Those badges are made by Big Wow. They offered us some for free if we mentioned them, but we think they're so good, we're going to mention them and pay for the badges. That is the kind of guy Chris Evans, not that one, is. We're good people here. Uh, you can also make a monthly donation there, or you can buy the series pass, the video pass, or the series audio pass. All of this money will be ploughed back into making more internet content, like a monthly video version of As It Occurs To Me, if we can make enough money to make that. That would be terrific. If you want to see that, please do contribute just a little bit. If you all gave us a bit of money, uh, we would be able to do some amazing things. Check out richardherring.com for details of where I'm gigging. Go to Go Faster Stripe to buy other DVDs and sh- shows from books from the past. But that's enough of that. Just tell your friends about the show. That's enough. That's enough of this. Why don't we go and listen to the actual podcast? Here it comes. I wonder what will happen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's just put in the finishing touches to his Holocaust comedy film. It's Richard Herring! <laughs> Oh, you're much better than last week's audience. Uh, I've got to get a t-shirt of that, haven't I? I've got to get a t-shirt of that, and then I can just point at it, and then it'll be fine. Hey, welcome to Richard Haring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, or as some of the cool people have begun to recently have started to call it, Rahel Lesterpur! Rahel We have had such an exciting week since last time. There's so much to talk about, the stuff that's been going on. I think I'll talk to the audience for a little bit. There's a man here, uh, Tackline, wearing... Uh, that's a nice T-shirt. Where'd you get that uh, T-shirt? T-shirt and an I paid a pound badge. Look at that. That's not bad, is it? Uh, you enjoying your me? Oh, I meant to give Harry Shearer that me one versus me two cup. I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's too late to do that. He's brought. Oh, it might be too late. Ah, oh, well. Do you, I think you would have liked that, wouldn't you, Harry Shearer? A me one versus me two cup. Uh, but uh, you can get those from uh, Cotton Cart. RichardHerring.CottonCart.com. Those t-shirts. Oh, you know, you've got one already. Uh, so uh, let's see who we've got. Let's see if we've got anyone. These two are new. They foolishly sat right in the front row, not knowing. Not a very handsome couple, where it's actually the man is deserves to be with a very attractive woman. He is good at, it's the first time this has ever happened. He's quite good looking, isn't he? I'm not saying you're not, I'm saying you are really good looking and he deserves it. I'm not saying, well, now I've looked at him, but now we get close up. You've sort of got one of those faces, it's a bit like, you know, when um, you put a mirror halfway down your face to see what that would look like. When you do that, your face just looks the same, doesn't it? As, if you could see him, you'd be really laughing at that, of course. You'd be laughing in his stupid, symmetrical face. Is that what you... Uh, what's your name? Caroline, is that what attracted you? What's, what's your name? Stuart. Did you get attracted to Stuart by his weirdly symmetrical face? His bum. Is his, how symmetrical is his bum? Because I can't see. I can see that's what I'm trying to get... Got a, got a crotch shot there. That's why it's, that is why it's worth buying the video, because... Uh, me and Susan Cowman are planning some... Uh, I'm going to take this backstage after the podcast. Uh, people who pay for that. People are, there are people who like unusual porn. Uh, so uh, what, do you do, what do you do for a living, Caroline? Um, NHS pies. NHS pies? Oh, supplies. That would be... It wouldn't work, would it? NHS pies wouldn't work. That would be... It's a way of killing the, the patients. It's cheaper, isn't it? What do you supply? What do you supply? 
pacemakers. That is, there's nothing funny about that, is there? That is people. Are you worried about um, ha computer hackers being able to stop people's pacemakers, like what happened in Homeland? Uh, spoiler alert. And uh, and actually, I think uh, someone tried to kill sort of someone with it. And that is that is that a concern? Yeah, got to be good. Well, I'm glad that you were, glad you're on top of that. What do you do apart from the male modelling and? Putting a mirror down to send you a face. You're a financial advisor. What financial advice can you give me? I've um, I've started right doing a podcast uh, podcast video thing called Meaning of Life that's costing me twenty thousand pounds, and no one wants to pay for it. What should I do? Yeah, my current guest Susan Kalman. Now you get, you come to see her at Susan Calm again. It wasn't really an answer to my question. That's the way you financially advise people. I've, I've got very bad trouble with my tax. Do you see, um, have you seen the Inglorious Bastards yet? It's good. Have you seen it? It's good. You should watch that. No, it's nice to meet you. Uh, and there's uh, something a big hairy man here as well. This is, I mean, that, that's like, that's old school. Richard Harry and Death Square Theatre Podcast. Right, we don't get these anymore. There's one there as well. There's a couple. Look. How, how, when, when did you, have you come down from the Canadian North? <laughs> Trek down, of oh, Scotland, it is close. That was close. I was, I was, what are you, some kind of lumberjack up in, in Scotland? What do you do in Scotland? Do you throw toss cabers around and do you pose on porridge boxes? No, you should do. I, I'm, I like that porridge with the man. You know that, you know the one. I can't give the brand name because, you know, oh, I can. It's, it's got old fashioned. When you have porridge, because I'm presuming you do all the time due to you being Scottish, or Scotch as I like to call it. Do you have old-fashioned oats, or do you have the smaller, new-fashioned new oats in your porridge? I like porridge. I'm really interested in porridge. I make, I'm an expert at making porridge, and that's not a euphemism. I make porridge. I give my wife porridge in bed every morning. And it's not a euphemism. What, what's your favourite one? Uh, small. Small? Ah, you're not a proper Scotchman at all. Do you use water or milk in your porridge? Well, he's turned to his wife. I hope it's his wife. She's making you porridge. She better be your wife. She is your wife. What do you what do you what do you put in the porridge? Water. That is, so that is hard. That is proper old school. Do you use salt or sugar in the porridge? I might just stick with you two for the whole podcast. This is it's a, it's a mainly porridge based. So some people aren't as interested. Oh yeah, you're from Scotland, aren't you? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should probably have thought that through. <laughs> thought, why are these Scotch people doing that? Oh, it's their customer. That's what it is. Um, good. Yeah. Well, that's very nice. That's uh, that's good to see. Well, look, I think uh, Susan Calman is itching to come <laughs> on stage. So, will you please welcome my guest this week? She is probably best known as the Sandwich Lady on Danny's House. Although, of course, she was also a woman on a bus in the TV series Legit. Will you please welcome, not ringing any bells for this audience, Susan Kalman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Susan Kalman, welcome to the show. <laughs> so you should take that jacket off because it's quite hot up here. Surprisingly warm. Oh, hi all. It's uh, surprisingly sweaty. It is. Well, it's, you know, but there was a lot of sexual chemistry between me and Mr. Shearer. I was the, watching it. Yeah, I it nice. felt slightly awkward at times. Felt Do like you know intriguing. how old Harry Shearer is? Seventy. Uh, he's seventy years old. That is unbelievable. 
looks about 90. What an amazing man. He's even, he was even, he's, uh, better or he, uh, backstage, as good or better backstage. Yes, absolutely. He's giving great conversations yeah. backstage, telling me all sorts of stuff. Uh, he said he'd come back on again. Yeah. Right now, if you like, we can get rid of Susan. <laughs> What do you remember about uh, being the sandwich lady on Danny's house, which is quite a recent performance? I, um, think, I so remember it very, very clearly because yes. I did a, a Cockney accent. Did you? Uh, they didn't want me to do it, I just did it. <laughs> because sometimes I don't feel my talent for accents is utilised enough, yeah. and so I did it uh, as a Cockney. Do you want a pack your crisps? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't find that at all offensive. No. Because I was in a Scottish children's TV programme where I was the porridge man, and I came in, <laughs> I gave you a little porridge. It's yeah. made with salt. Yeah. That is, yep. that is what you sounded like. That is, I'm gonna, that is exactly what you're saying. That doesn't sound like it to you, does it? That's the weird thing. That's the weird thing. Your voice never sounds. It's always weird when you hear yourself back and you realise, that's actually what I sound like. <laughs> I am very. I'm, the, Harry Shearer said I could send my voices into The Simpsons. We all heard him. You're quite excited about him being on, aren't you? I was. Yeah, I'm not that excited yeah. about you being. No, on. I know that. <laughs> it was always going to be an anticlimax. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my Edinburgh poster. <laughs> Susan Kalman. It was always going to be an anticlimax. <laughs> Richard Herring. Yeah. yeah. That's the only kind of climax I can get these days, to be honest. I'm 46 now you're years old. you're a man. Don't I'm, let I'm anyone very, tell you otherwise. Very, very old. Yep. So what was, what was Danny's house? Was it the girl from Tracy Beaker? It was the girl from Tracy Beaker, and I played the sandwich lady. I, there's really nothing... I'd like to say it was a Meryl Streep-type performance where I, you know, butterflied into <laughs> some form of beautiful uh, war criminal that was hidden in Danny's house, but I was just the sandwich lady, and I just went... And uh, that was it, to be honest. I remember it very fondly. Um, very Dan few people do. Danny does as well. Danny remembers it. Yeah. Well. Who, anyone see Danny's house? One man over there. Yeah, what were you watching? Why were you watching Danny's house, you pervert? <laughs> it's for kids. Can I fancy that Tracy Beaker? Yeah, she's, she's over 18 now. Now it's, it's the Hermione Granger syndrome, isn't it? It's allowed now. It's all right. Um... <laughs> I had to be well behaved for Harry Shearer, so I'm letting you out. It's all coming out now. It's all coming out. All the pent up sexual <laughs> tensions all coming out, spewing on top of me. <laughs> so you've just been, you've hot footed it over, and we can't talk about it because it hasn't been on TV yet. We can't talk about what happened. No, I, we can't talk been, about what happened. You've been in the new series of fifty celebrity fifteen to one. Celebrity fifteen <laughs> to one. It's celebrity. Hard. It's hard when there are fifteen to get <laughs> to get for them all. For them all. Yes, it, well, it, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, stressful. Was it? It was really fucking stressful. It was really quite difficult, and yeah, I forgot it's, it's a, lots of things. It's a tough quiz. It's a very tough quiz. Not and as I tough was... as pointless like I was on. <sighs> and I was standing next to Patsy Kenzie, and that oh, threw yeah. me. Because I just turned around and went, that's fucking Patsy Kenzie, Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yes, it was, uh, it, was, it was interesting. It was quite stressful. It went on for quite some time. Can't tell you what happened. Um, I uh, can, I know. <laughs> 
Uh, I disgraced myself at one point quite horrifically. Did you? That's all I'm going to tell you is there is one question and I will be slaughtered <laughs> on Twitter. I mean fucking slaughtered. Well, As the words came out of my mouth, I thought, just put hashtag Calman is a dick on now. If it makes you feel better when my point, celebrity point is, is finally on... Just look at my Twitter. For, for <laughs> you'll have a you'll have a good time. Yeah, but you do. I love uh, quiz shows, and you're hosting a quiz show. That's I am. Yes. In, what, so tell us in about Scot- that on Scotch in TV. Yeah. It's, will it will it come on to English TV? No. <laughs> it's only for the Scottish. Is it like Limmy show? People, we won't be able to understand it yeah, down here. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just me going all the time. And we all wear kilts, and it's just Lulu. So. She's the only contestant for eight episodes. I mean, we enjoy it in Scotland. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm hosting a new quiz show, which is on 31st of March, which was great because I got to be like a proper shiny game show host with a proper suit and uh, do things straight to the camera and go, have you spotted the lie? We'll find out after the break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was amazing. It was brilliant fun. I think you'd be good at that. Thanks. I'm looking forward to not being able to watch it. It'd probably, <laughs> it'd probably be on like a Sky Channel 475. Yes, yeah, so I mean, you could find it if you really wanted yeah, to. Really it's on 8 o'clock on a Monday night after Coronation Street. That's if you wanted to. Yeah, it's a prime time slot, mate. It's not I'm bad. I'm doing not bad up there. Down here, no respect. Up there, I'm carried on the shoulders of pixies. <laughs> So, uh, oh, let's, I'm going to do this straight away because this is always Have good fun. Have you done some research? Richard? Yeah, I've done, I've done mainly... If you've ever listened to the Edinburgh podcast, you'll know that Richard never bothers to do any research. He does lots of research about everyone else in the podcast. Look and at, I turn up and you go... Look at Harry Shearer. Look at that. Yeah. I can barely read this. so dense. Yeah. Not even a page and a half. <laughs> um, uh, but th- this is my main research now. If it is a British comedian, I, Harry Shearer couldn't have had. I don't think I would have done this with Harry Shearer because you know the respect issue is uh, would have got in the way. There's a there's a website. In a way, isn't it better to be disrespected though? Isn't a way. In a way, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it that we feel that you know I feel like we're friends that I can <laughs> do be rude to you. <laughs> You think that, Richard? Yeah, that's good. It just feels like that. Only on stage. My, my wife says that I'm, you know, on stage I'm, I come alive, and I'm, I'm, but off stage I'm very grumpy and miserable all the time. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and I met, but I think it's partly because she's never on stage with me, bringing me down with them. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that got too big a laugh. Okay. I mean, <laughs> She's not. I don't think she's here today. No. Wow. <laughs> she said she might come along, but I don't think she did. Uh, there's a website. Have you seen this called Dirty Britcom Confessions? It, I, I saw it. Yeah. I looked at it. Yeah. I looked to see if I was on it. Yeah. And then I looked no further. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you if you are on it and you are on it. Yes. Uh, but it's quite a sweet. Well, it's not. It's a bit weird. So what it is, is fantasies that people have had. Uh-huh. That, uh, of you, of, of British comedians. And, and it goes into, like, Arthur Lowe is, is there's some of him. There's well, one if of that's st- the standard, I'm glad I'm there. Stufer, I've got a, I've, there's a, there was a new one of my, people are now trying to do me so that they'll get on this, because I mention every week, so I'm not going right. to give them the oxygen of publicity. There's one about me being in a bath full of flour, Ooh. which I did for a... Did for Flower. another show. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a long story. That's not practical for sex. 
Well, it was, I wasn't doing it for sexual purposes. Okay, sorry. Uh, but the person who saw it was getting off on it. Anyway, but I don't think they really were. Uh, yours are quite sweet, and as were Josie Long's uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'd love to spend a weekend with Susan Kalman and her cats. <laughs> and her amazing accent. <laughs> and yep. maybe some mutual fingering. <laughs> but maybe only if you both have enjoyed. <laughs> only if you both enjoyed the cats and the accent. Please tell me someone hasn't actually written that. That's written down. That is online. That is someone's fantasy view. It's like that, you know, it's just casual. Look at the cats. Both of you do. It'd be both mutually. That's I, as I as I understand it. That that's is, what, that's what you do. That's what we do. We've had this discussion before about what you think we do in bed, yeah, and it really is much kind of if you just wave at someone and then bring it down. <laughs> that's really all it is. That's the lesbian way of doing things. Yes, like I've a drop got, of rain. I've I've touched a lady, so I know what it's like. Um, Wow. Uh, yes, I, I thought I, I misread Susan and Sudan there, which really confused me. Uh, I would, <laughs> the watch. I would like to be locked in Susan Kalman's uh, lift, preferably with Sandy Toxvig. I think oh, we're both. Oh no, of you. a threesome. Yeah. with Sandy. Have you got a lift, or is that just? I don't it, have a lift. Just, it's, what, do it they makes think it, I live in a fucking mansion <laughs> or something? Maybe a block of flats. <laughs> I, I live in a block of flats, yeah. but there's merely stairs. Okay. It's a tenement. He knows about tenements. It's a tenement. Yeah. You don't get a lift in a tenement. No. Well, that's not going to happen, the then, close, is it? The close, that's what it's called. The close. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that there's any chance... I was seeing someone... Uh, this reminds me of a thing I saw in The Guardian uh, today. They were doing... A, there was an interview... Or was it The Observer? There was an interview with uh, Scarlett Johansson about all the soda stream and things she's done wrong and her film where she's an alien. And then someone underneath, one of the comments was a bloke going, oh, it's a shame I've heard out she's preg that she's pregnant because one of my fantasies was, uh, was to have sex with uh, Scarlett Johansson and now that's ruined. Which, <laughs> like, on a lot of levels is a terrible, terrible thing to say. But I mean, the, the, for me, the main bit is, yeah, that wasn't going to happen anyway. So yeah. just, you can keep that fantasy. She just doesn't, yes. she doesn't get pregnant in the fantasy. Yes. If that really bothers you. So what you're saying is even though I don't have a lift, that fantasy <laughs> would still be okay for that. It's all right for them to happen. Would you, do you think there's any chance of you and Sandy double teaming a fan? <laughs> <laughs> just so they know. Just so they know they're not wasting their time. I would say yeah. no. Okay. I mean, I haven't asked Sandy no. directly. If she would double team well, for some mutual fingering. Maybe I'll get her on and say you were up for it and see, <laughs> see what she says. Oh my God. Uh, and then um, there's, there's just, another one. There's one more. Fuck. I want to have fun, banter, and sex with Susan Kalman, or just have tea and chocolate biscuits and listen to Squee about her cats. Either or. Okay, that's not good though, because that means that people are just happy to sit and have a cup of tea with me. They are, well, that's two of them. to bang me senseless. Yeah. Well, it's, it's wants to, but I think, would you be, would you want to have fun banter during sex? Is that something you would, I <laughs> imagine. I don't tend to. No. I tend to concentrate quite hard yeah. so that I'm impressive. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're all, hey, yeah. then they don't tend to call again. No. Well, I try to put jokes in with my wife, but she doesn't like she doesn't like it when no. I'm joking during 
No, I For don't some reason, she finds... I don't mind women laughing at me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, it put, if I make a joke, it, she laughs and it puts her off. Right, no, I, I'm, I'm focused on the business at hand. Yeah, that's good to know. Well, yeah. we've, we've learned a lot about you. What I like is there'll be a certain... Is that know, the research? Please the research. tell me that's not that's the only it. research. <laughs> that's it. And that that's... you've been on one slightly dirty website <laughs> and copied out other people's <laughs> fantasies about me, one of which involves mutual fingering. <laughs> is that it? That's it. <laughs> I've got another, I've another... From another interview, another interviewer said uh, uh -huh. that you had the tiniest hand she'd ever seen on yes. anyone over eight years old. I don't know if we've talked about this before. <laughs> But I've got very tiny hands. You do. That is my thing. That is my bit. Oh. So another comedian can't come along with tiny hands. So we might have to have a handoff, <laughs> a mutual hand, and see who's got the, the smallest hand out of the two of us. I think you might. Oh my goodness. I feel like a giant. I have very tiny hands. You've got a really tiny hand. I've only really met about four, four or five people who've put their hand against mine who've got smaller hands than mine who are adults uh, that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like I go doing that to lots of kids and I don't do that to loads of kids nope. I'm just saying the people who you know I don't do it to kids because I presume their hands are smaller than yes. mine my hands are the exact same size and shape as Hermione's from Harry Potter that is this bloke's going to be fucking creaming in his gym look at that imagine that mate as the adult Hermione, though, not the child Hermione. So I don't know if that makes you feel. Uh, and so I do, a, I do a joke about that, and subsequently, and I did a bit in, in um, Headmaster somewhere, because I've got freakishly tiny hands. Yes. I thought. And then, and then, uh, and then I uh, realised that when I was 16, I saw it in a photo, and I thought I'd never have sex with anyone because of my, my hands. Because of your hands? Yeah. But people don't look at the size of your hands before they decide whether to ha not to have sex. They do. You. I thought they, they did. I thought they looked. I mean, they, were they weird. do look really weird. Imagine those on Hermione's <laughs> on the end of Hermione's well, arms. On the, on the end of Hermione's <laughs> arms, anything's beautiful. And mine, mine are in proportion because I've got size uh, two feet. Have you? <laughs> People are going, oh, some of that short actually allowed to live. Uh, and I wear size four trainers because I think I look weird if I wear shoes that fit me which is why I fall over all the time <laughs> because my shoes are two sizes too big for me because if I wear size two my jeans actually come over the front of where my toes are and it looks like I've not got any feet and, and do they sell size two shoes they do <laughs> in children's yeah. shoes my sister is four foot seven and she wears a size 12 shoe <laughs> what yeah, she's uh, four, my mum's four foot eight. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's some genetics in this somewhere. There. <laughs> it's explaining all. Robert uh, Llewellyn used to work in a cobbler's shop, and the biggest sh uh, shoe that they made was a size 19. Wow. Imagine that on your foot. <laughs> That'd be a big <laughs> That'd be shoe. taller than you. Yes. If you fell over, you'd be taller with yeah. your shoes. The size 19. <laughs> you are the smallest person uh, we've ever had on Rich Chinese Lesson Square wow. podcast. Wow. That's amazing, thanks. <laughs> Makes me feel very special. That, and, it was, and there was no prejudice about it. No. So the team got together and they said, I said, she's small, is that all right? And they said, yeah, that's fine. We'll treat her just, just like everyone else. <laughs> Except we'll talk about her being small quite a lot. That's uh, but right. Greg Davies is the tallest. Have yeah. you ever stood next to Greg Davies? I have. Uh, I once uh, got into a show at the Edinburgh Fringe with him by pretending to be a rucksack. <laughs> 
and I went on his back and we walked in. <laughs> really, one of those Garfield rucksacks. <laughs> that feels like such a setup, but that was not a setup. No. At all. Yeah. <laughs> When I was on 15 to 1 today, I had to have my own uh, box. Yeah. I had to stand on a box. Which was slightly humiliating. <laughs> as they brought out, oh, I've got the box for Calvin! <laughs> and then I was the same height as Matthew Wright. Really? Who knew? Yeah. Is he, he's quite, I don't know, he's smallish, is he? Right. seven or something. It was a oh, big box. Same, it was an unnecessarily same, right? large plinth they put me on. It's amazing that someone small and someone tall can still make it in the same job. It's amazing that so you and Greg Davis. It's no, it's no. It doesn't matter. You can be freakishly tall or really small. You can still Surely do that's right. why comedy is good. No, that's... being in the middle, being exactly average height is the best for comedy. Is it five foot seven? Is yeah, the best. That so is the best. One hundred and seventy centimeters. Empirically, that's the best height. It is. What height's Stuart Lee? Oh, <laughs> Not the correct height. I think he's he, five foot nine. I think he is. Ah. He, look, you know, he used to stand next to me and to make himself look tall. Uh, so uh, it, people were surprised. He backfired because people are surprised when they meet me. I bet people think you're taller than than they're expecting, though. I think they. You know, people are imagining you about the size of a backpack. That's what I think. <laughs> People are often slightly surprised. One of the things that always happens is when people want to get their photograph taken with, which does happen occasionally, Richard, yeah. there are people who enjoy my work. Um, people always bend down. Yeah. And I always want to shout at them, just, just stand up, it's all right. Just put the camera <laughs> further back. It's just always people going. <laughs> but I get that as well. It's, Do you? Yeah. I mean, I'm small. I'm, you know, You're I'm not for small. A, for a man, I'm smallish. Oh. There's lots of tall people in the world. It's very, it fascinates me. I'll ask you an emergency question. Oh, good. Um, you know, not going very I've well. Got any questions? So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. I wouldn't if it was if it was going badly. I wouldn't say that. I would. <laughs> I'm having a lovely time. Thank you. I'm I'm overexcited. It's the same, exactly the same last time. Danny Baker was on first, and I couldn't speak because he was talking all the time. And then I came on and was just couldn't shut up because I was allowed to speak. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing now. Right, I was... Listen, it's fine, it's your right. show. It's you not, just, it's your you know. show. It's, no, it's, it's really it's your you. show, isn't it? No, it, it really no, it is. is your show. It is my show, I don't know what I was thinking. I nearly gave my show away, that was stupid. <laughs> um, if you had to choose between having a hand made out of ham and an armpit that dispensed sun cream, which of those two things would you have? That... No, no question. Well, there is a question. The question no. is, which would you rather have? <laughs> You might There's not. No, no real decision to be made. Oh. Armpit. Really? Suntan lotion. Really? Yeah. I, I thought you'd have gone for the ham hand. No, because then you would have eat your hand. Well, you can eat it, and if you'd wait, if you bothered to listen to the follow-up stuff, <laughs> you'd have found out it would grow back as long as you didn't eat all of it. Well, I know I'd eat all of it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and the sun cream? I just thought you were from Scotland, that's no use to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, an anorak if it was an if it was a if a pack-a-mac yeah just, <laughs> just a wrapped just a swathe of water film it's just a cling film dispenser <laughs> yeah. under my arm no I could uh, make some money out of it I would just stand in a sunny country and say would anyone like some sun cream that's five yeah. euros yeah we can only have up to one bottle a year though 
No, that's not in your. I know, but you didn't. You'd let in. That's these extra bits of a people Where's like you. Where's the question? It's like come out three says... wishes. I want a sausage. I wish that sausage was on your nose. That's what you've just done. <laughs> I gave you a mate an amazing choice. Yes. You just leapt in before you knew what it was. It's as much sun cream as one person could reasonably use in a year. <laughs> so you could sell it to one person and make. Well, four, no, no. If you twenty-five if you could pounds, sell it for people's faces. Yeah. You don't need to sell it for everyone's body. How much, how much are you going to sell it for, for their face? Their £50. Face? Pounds. Well, they won't buy it, because uh, you can get a whole... I'll say it's Clarence. You can get a whole... But, you know, I, I was, if you were walking around on a beach, yeah. like, going, do you, want, do you want enough sun cream for yeah. your face? I will be coming out of my armpit. It's yeah. £50. I'd, go, I'd just go to the shop and buy buy some that I well, know I'll tell you what, I'd sell right. it for £100 to each of those three people that fantasise about me <laughs> okay, yeah, they would, and I'd they make would. £300 <laughs> you would, that's and I'd true. just give them mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> if you had to choose between I'm just going to ask you these for the rest of the podcast yep. if you had to choose between having a tit that dispenses talcum powder yes it might not be what you're expecting it is what she's expecting. <laughs> or a finger that could travel through time. Oh, that's a question I've never heard before. Yeah, what which of those would you have? And it would be unlimited talcum powder, I'll let you know that. And the oh, finger, this is unlimited, the yeah, talcum powder. The finger, Unlike the suntan lotion, which yeah. was strangely restricted. Well, <laughs> <laughs> There's different rules. It's got a, Because that isn't as good, is it? As it's a, almost like you're making this up, Richard. <laughs> But your finger could travel backwards and forwards in time, just like a couple of, it could pa- go back a couple of minutes and just poke me in the face for right. saying something rude. Yep. Or it could go back to and go in a dinosaur's cloaca. Yep. Uh, if you wanted to. For some mute, it wouldn't be mutual because their thing, well, A, dinosaurs don't have fingers, and B, their fingers can't travel back through. It's a one way finger system. <laughs> well. It's not meant to be a sexual thing, the finger through time. The penis through time, that is a more sexual... <laughs> that's a set more sexual question. But the finger, what would you... It can make it sexual. I'm just way. waiting to know if I've heard all the rules. Pretty much, I think, yeah. Are you much. sure? Yeah. So when I make my decision, you're not going to come and go, oh, well, actually, you what I meant was the finger... <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'd have, I'd have actual. I don't like talcum powder. <laughs> yeah, that makes it easier. I don't like talcum powder. I find talcum powder weird and offensive. Wow, why do you find it offensive? It reminds me of having a Veruca sock at school. Oh. And I used to have quite a lot of Verucas. I'm not Caroline dirty. Caroline had a Veruca. <laughs> she had a Veruca. Do you know about the Verucas when you got together? No. Yeah. yeah. Those are contagious as well, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Wear slippers in the bathroom. No. Yeah. I once had such. No, you don't want to hear that. I story. do. I want to. I definitely want to hear. It. This is where. S- this is where I love these questions when they they get. You think oh, I was just a trivial, stupid question about talcum powder? No. Suddenly, Susan Cowman is four years old. Yeah. Veruca. How old were you when you had your Veruca? Well, uh, I would say about uh, well, eleven. Let's eleven, say eleven. Yeah. Let's put it around that age. I once had such a big Veruca on my big toe uh, that I had to go to hospital for it yeah. and they put some special stuff on it and then when they took it off half my toe was missing <laughs> I'm alright now did it grow back? yeah and the toe grew back the That's why it didn't it's almost like you had a foot made of ham <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so talcum powder reminds me of ruka socks yeah. which reminds me of swimming 
uh, at school, which I hated because yeah. it was stupid. And uh, so I'll have to take the finger that travels back and forward through and time. You could take it back through time, and when your foot was going to stand on whatever gave it a veruca, just lift the, lift the foot up with your finger, and it would. I would go back in time and poke Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren? At what a point in her life? <laughs> <laughs> you could do that now. You don't, you don't need a time travelling finger. Just find you Helen Mirren and poke, poke her. Helen Mirren. I have tried. Okay. She has got quite a lot of security. <laughs> I love Helen Mirren. You love her. So you love want to poke her in a nice way. I love Helen Mirren. Yeah. Like in a. I love her. If there was a Brit. <laughs> if there was a Brit actor's website. Would you put an entry in that? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I love her. I mean, I don't want to wear her skin. No. <laughs> There'd be a bit left over, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I would just use some bulldog clips at the back. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love her. <laughs> She's good. She's not good, Richard. She was in the remake of the film Arthur. We've all done things we regret. <laughs> uh, I went to see her in the West End when she played the Queen. Yeah. Uh, my wife had to spend the whole performance just with her hand across me so I didn't run on the stage and shout, Do DCI Jane Turner <laughs> I think you should have done that. That should happen more at the theatre. <laughs> Because that's why people are going, right? When you, go, when you have a what? famous person on uh, in the theatre, like as a TV star, you should be allowed to shout who they are, their catchphrases yeah. and who they are on TV. Yeah. Whatever they're playing, they're in Shakespeare, whatever. Yeah. Just but, shout out. Yeah, because yeah. that's why they're there and you've paid like 50 quid probably to go and see Absolutely. them. Absolutely. So you, you should be allowed, everyone should be allowed one. <laughs> Just have a shout. I'd be shouting out, you were shitting Arthur. Why did you do that? Why piss Not on the graves? I would, yeah. I would do that. Uh, so, um... Do you want to ask me any questions about why... My craft and no. <laughs> You always ask other people questions about what they do, their work yeah. and you know, the successful things that have happened yeah. in their career. That's and, what it's harder with their, you. It's you harder know. with you to do that. <laughs> I brought up the fucking I brought up your fucking this? game show, didn't I? That was I've no one's seen that yet, it might be shit. So about that. I was nice about that. Well, you are... You have done some stand-up comedy. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> yeah, it was Where, funny. Where'd you get your crazy ideas from? <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. It's like an interview at the Fringe with a student newspaper. Yeah. Do you ask me all those questions they always ask us at the Fringe about Do how... you prefer... Doing TV or live stuff? Well, it depends. I enjoy doing both because audiences are very, very different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love the uh, the immediacy of live audiences, but yeah. I also like the uh, craft of television. If I was stuck in the lift with you and Sandy Toxvick, yes. <laughs> yes. How long do you think it would be? We'd have to be in the lift before you both had a threesome with me. <laughs> a while. <laughs> A while, I think, Richard. Yeah, it would okay. take us a while to come round to the whole idea. If you discover we were trapped in a lift and then we got, uh, we found out that everyone else in the world had been killed, yeah, and it was up to us to repopulate the earth, you, me, and Sandy Toxvick, <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you bother? 
<laughs> we'll just go oh, well, we had a good run of the human race <laughs> I think we'd suggest it was natural selection and we should just leave it <laughs> I just imagine a, a future world populated by you, me and Sandy Toxfix <laughs> children. children it would be well, like it would be it would be like Hobbiton <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I will ask you. Well, <laughs> you did a really good interview with uh, Stuart Goldsmith. Oh, thanks very much, yeah. Richard. But it's did like, you listen right, to it? I did listen to it. Oh, I love wow. that podcast. It's a really... The Comedian's Comedian. Yeah, great it's podcast. A, it's up against uh, this for the Chortle Award for the Best Internet Show. Wow. But, you know, it won't win because this is better. Uh, oh, no, it's turned... I've turned into that. It's that... I've got to that Ricky Gervais moment, haven't I, where... And now I've won that award too many times to joke about. No, it's really good. It should, it should win, but also we're up against Netflix, which I would say is a slightly unbalanced competition. Netflix? <laughs> Netflix. Well, best internet thing, Stuart Goldsmith, Alex Horn, Richard Herring, or Netflix, <laughs> where you have access to thousands of years of comedy and film. Do you know, it's sometimes... That's an unfair... I'm nominated for... Don't, please, this is quite important to me, Richard. Been nominated uh, as Celebrity Gay of the Year. <laughs> I think you should just be the Gay of the Year. Yeah. Do you know I'm up against for <laughs> no. Celebrity Gay of the Year? Sir Ian McKellen. Well, that's good. Boy George yeah. and Dixie from Casualty. No. I know who I'm voting for. <laughs> Dixie from Casualty. I'm unaware of her work. <laughs> Is she a lesbian or is the character a lesbian? She's, she, she is both a lesbian uh, and, and plays a lesbian. Because that wouldn't be fair, would it, if just like... Because then, if they, if they just let anyone do it, I'm just going to do a gay character on here. <laughs> would you like to see oh, that? I would. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all sit gonna, back and watch uh, this character. Gonna, Excuse gonna, me. It's hard to do because I'm holding a microphone. Let's improv the shit out of this. <laughs> I'm holding a microphone so I can't do both of the gestures that I need to do. <laughs> To choose, I have to choose one of them. Ooh! <laughs> Hello, I'm Rich Turing. I hope I win Celebrity Gay Celebrity of 2015. I like sucking men's cocks. That is one of the things, but that's not wow. all that defines me. <laughs> also, also, speaking in a slightly higher voice. It I feel sound, a, a Stonewall Award coming up, Richard. <laughs> your services to the gay community. I'm hoping to win uh, Best Celebrity Chinaman. <laughs> could somebody bring me a drink? Could, could I have another Heineken? Because this is developing into something of a career-breaking interview. Gets the call that I'm now banned from Children's BBC <laughs> after being on racist comedian Richard Herring. Racist, homophobic. homophobic. <laughs> I haven't done women yet. I'll get on to women then. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done women yet. Wow. <laughs> Is this the kind of comedian you really want to be, Richard? Isn't it a shame when people are all, thanks very much, Look Richard. at that. When people are all like, oh, I'm right on, I'm all whimsical and I'm all... <laughs> Thanks so much. I'm all right on and I'm all whimsical and I'm all fucking lefty. And actually, deep down, you're Bernard Manning. That's what you are. <laughs> 
It's what you want to be, isn't I'm, it? I am not like Bernard Manning. Bernard Manning, Manning didn't. I'm doing it in an ironic way. Oh. Yeah. Does that make oh, me? Oh, I love it when people do those kind of jokes in an ironic I way. I know what I'm doing is unacceptable. Does that make me better than Bernard Manning, or much, much worse? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, um, Richard. That's all right. Oh, let's get on to the proper comedian. <laughs> I, can't, I can't now ask you about your depression. <laughs> Go, so I understand you suffer from depression. Yes, it's because of homophobic bullying I've suffered. <laughs> Many years. People just don't take me seriously. I don't know why. <laughs> Well, no, you're the interviewer. Segway into it in a, a nice I'll segue, way. I'll segue into it. Try and do your, make the crowd uh, settle down, ask the question, do the whole thing. Come on, Richard. Okay. What do you prefer <laughs> being on radio for <laughs> or doing this, doing this podcast? Have you gone away from depression? Yeah, yeah I'm going I'm to work my way up to it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make... Now I'm everyone's first... just waiting for when that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. What do I prefer? Radio 4 are doing, doing <laughs> this? Yeah, doing this podcast. <laughs> I really like Radio 4. Do you, yeah. But I really like this as well, oh, that's Richard. Good. That's I, right. I don't like to pick favourites. Okay. <laughs> so I understand you, you get depressed sometimes. <laughs> Christ, that was seamless, Richard. <laughs> You could be a therapist. <laughs> that was really brilliant. I mean, some would say that, you know, you're not very good at sensitive subjects. I would say, yeah. It would have been, it would have been inappropriate to go straight from the Chinaman bit into that, but with, uh, with the other bit in between. We'll come back to it. So, um, I'll, when it's just, I'll, I'll get some pictures of some dead kittens. <laughs> To get, it, to get you I depressed. Need, I don't need a trigger to be depressed. The issue was you as an interviewer, being a better interviewer, yeah. to ask me the question without it seeming in some way crowbarred into just another sentence. Harry, it's you that's the problem, Harry not me Sh that's the problem, Harry Shearer said I was good. He said backstage oh, I was I'm good. I'm sure Harry Shearer did. He's 70. I'm not. <laughs> So you used to be a lawyer. Do you, take I any <laughs> Do you take any responsibility for how these conversations go, Richard? No, I, any responsibility. It's at a two-way street. The thing is, it wouldn't happen. You, you have goaded me into it. That is what's. I have goaded you. You've goaded me. You've made Are me. Are you seriously saying I'm goading you into things? Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell! <laughs> Quite weak-willed, aren't you, you, Richard? You know what you're doing. I do. Oh, I'll tell you what. I just thought there was really bad uh, so, thank god I didn't say it sometimes sometimes no no oh god no, oh, no. <laughs> listen we've drawn the line at the China man god knows what he was going to say there god come we'll on <laughs> if he does I'll anything say I'll say it in a gay Chinese accent <laughs> Well, good luck in uh, the celebrity gay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah when soon. did you find out? Uh, sometime soon. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to lose to Richard. Now, yeah. Right. They'll embrace him with open arms after this is shown. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, now, Richard. Ask me a question. I will ask you a question. Um, uh, 
He's got no notes. He has nothing. He has nothing. Um, well, let's talk about equal marriage because we've both recently got married. Yeah. Uh, two and, years well, ago, but. Yeah, it was still, that's two years ago for yeah. me. It feels just like yesterday to me. Maybe it's dragging for you. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but now you can, in Scotland, in the autumn, you've, got, you've had a civil partnership. Yes, we did. But you can now get married in the we autumn. Can. And are you going to get married in the yes, autumn? Yes, we are. Are no. you just doing it for another round of presents? No, there'll be no presents. What we're going yeah. to do is we're going to get married on the... I know, sorry. Uh, we're going to get married uh, just uh, the two... Well, you have to upgrade or whatever it is. Yeah. And right. uh, then we're going to have uh, spend all our money on a giant party for oh. everybody to can celebrate equality finally happening in Scotland. Can I, can I come? So. <laughs> can you come, Richard? Can I come? <laughs> I'll celebrate equality no. by dressing up as the gay character I do to show it's inclusive. Well, do you know, Sandy Toxvig is coming to the party, <laughs> yeah, really, so, so it's maybe your chance. Just need to find a lift. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to have a big party because I didn't ever think I would. I didn't think I would ever see the day where we had equality in Scotland. It's absolutely wonderful, and so we're going to have a giant party to celebrate. And yeah. it, is it, it's not happening in England, or is it happening in England It is, as well? yes, before it is in Scotland. Oh, is it? Yes, it's Thank happening God. very soon here, and then it's happening in Scotland in the autumn. It's both been passed, the legislation, in both uh, parliaments, but right. they have to uh, make sure it's in law, so they have the transitionary arrangements. Next week, Next, Next week. week. Stop joining in, it's not about you. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> it's just getting overexcited. I had to <laughs> stamp him in the face. Uh, <laughs> It's happening next week. Well, that doesn't mean anything because that was a few few weeks ago. You could get gay married next week. Well, it's too late. I got married to a woman, didn't I? I wrecked it. (laughs) I thought there'd never be gay marriage. I might as well. I waited 44 years for it. I'm thinking, will they bring this in so I can marry a man? And then I thought, by the time I was 44, I better get get married. I'd marry some woman I've met. And then... Within two years, suddenly I can marry men. Double the choice. Out of, I could have married that bloke. Imagine what fun we would have had together. Him yes. b- interrupting me while I'm trying to do my serious <laughs> podcast. Um, what was the question? I don't know. Oh, I would like to see. I don't think you should s- settle for equal marriage. No. I would like th- to bring in a law where gay marriage gets an extra thing. Wow. That, that Sexual people aren't allowed sort of super marriage. Like? Just, well, just it's called double marriage. Double it's better, marriage. Better, super, marriage squared. Marriage and it's just, squared. And it's more holy and it's better and God prefers it. <laughs> and, and heterosexual people for the next 2,000 years aren't allowed to do it. Yes. Just only just to piss off the God people who did prefers it. it. God prefers it. I think that's where we're going to come in with the sticking points. <laughs> to be honest, in, in my experience, it's not uh, it's not Christianity itself that uh, many Christians are very much in favour of uh, equal marriage and are very nice about it. It's just some uh, religious people have a bit of an issue with it. Oh, I was in Lowestoft. Were you? Was that where you were picketed? Yeah, I was picketed by um, yes. uh, what's his face. Um, What's his name? I've got to say Norman Tebbit, but it's not. It's the Irish Norman Tebbit. You know, Paisley. Ian Paisley's son, Kyle Paisley. Uh, uh, in Lowestoft? Yeah, they, they picketed um, Chrysler Bike. And then he said, uh, he said something I then used on my poster the next year, something about Richard Herring thinks pure art comedy is amusing or something like that. All oh, right. It's, it's someone who's barely got out of adolescence. 
thought that's pretty good, pretty good description. Yeah. Stick that Susan on the poster. Susan Kalman is always an anti-climax. <laughs> Richard Herring, that kind of. Yeah. Yes. You should definitely put that on your poster. I'm definitely putting that on my poster. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's, uh, I would like to have an extra form of marriage. I think some people might object to that. That would be good. It would be good. But well, just, uh, just for a little bit and then we go, <laughs> no, we're only kidding. Okay, well, why don't you start? I will. <laughs> why don't you try and persuade the uh, David Cameron yeah. to... Uh, put in an extra law which says that we are better than straight people. <laughs> Let's see how that flies. Maybe, maybe Nigel Farage will take that up as one of his uh, election promises. Yeah, let's do it. Give it a go. Um, you did a show about one of your many fantastic stand-up shows that you've done. He's trying his best to pull about, it back. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, genuinely, they genuinely don't like me anymore. <laughs> I don't you know, have been I quite don't, harsh, I don't, I don't know what I did. And I'm just a little... I'm just a girl just sitting uh. on the chair. <laughs> Shut up, you rucksack. So, um... <laughs> what? Um, One of my many stand-up shows... You did shows. The Ladies Not For Turning, which was about... Equal because marriage. I think, like, a lot of people wouldn't remember... Uh, but younger people wouldn't even know of Section 28, Clause no. 28, mm. which you were, well, I suppose you were growing up with that. It was a bit, yes. bit but you would have been very young when Section 28 was. No, not particularly. Really? I'm 40 this year. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you fucker. <laughs> I'm you, don't, 40 you don't look, this year. you know, you look about the same age as Harry Shearer to me. That's, <laughs> but he looks really young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I remember it very well. It was a very uh, distressing and disturbing time, yeah. to be honest. It was the start of... Um, AIDS had uh, started as well, and you got all those horrific adverts with the icebergs, and it was terrifying. And uh, you weren't really allowed to talk about uh, being gay. And I always remember... Because uh, you, you weren't allowed to uh, promote homosexuality in anywhere that was council-owned, so... Uh, any of the schools or you couldn't have any support groups you couldn't have anything like that and of course there was no internet that's what I keep trying to say to young people yeah. there, was, there was nowhere to find any information so you thought you were a bit of a freak to be honest growing up at that time nowadays it's easier for young people but it wasn't very easy at that time yeah well and you know people did and other kids at school I mean it was because I think all these things that people don't talk about become you know kids then know that it's a, a subject that's uh, they can that they should joke about because it's being yes. veiled. So that yeah. and disability, I suppose, yeah. as well as when I was at school, the kind of those were the the jokes were yes. about homosexuality and disability, absolutely, and and, I, I, and race. That wasn't mm -hmm. just at school; that was the whole country. Yes, uh, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm presuming in Glasgow as well, it was a sort of doubly a doubly difficult place. It wasn't to be. particularly. I think there's a lot of religious aspect of it. I mean, I mean, there's there's a lot of um, uh, as you know from kind of Rangers and Celtic and religion, it's less so now, but played a huge part in what you know. What school did you go to? Was it Catholic? Was it Protestant? It was a religion was much more present than it is now in uh, Glasgow. So it's a lot easier now. But um, looking back on it at the time, it's really why I suffer from depression. I don't like to bring it up. Um, but <laughs> I'd better, yeah. It's uh, yeah. From that time, that's when I uh, really started uh, having problems with depression, and it's not unusual for a comedian to have 
depression. I'm not special in any way. Most comedians have some form of but mental health But then what issues. I thought was interesting about this Stuart Goldsmith thing was that you were saying you are glad, you know, you would, wouldn't, you don't think you can be cured of depression in any case, no. but you wouldn't want to be because you like no. the way your brain works because of depression. Yes, it's horrible, but at the same time, it's beautiful. Uh, to be so completely and utterly negative about the world as I am and pessimistic about absolutely everything and to never be able to enjoy a single moment of my existence creates lovely comedy. <laughs> but we don't like to think of you not being, not being happy you know, off stage. I mean, that's, I think for a lot of comedians, it's a release valve. And there, I mean, yes. like, there are some comedians who are happy on stage and depressed off stage. Yes, a and, lot uh, of them. And, uh, um, possibly me. Uh, yeah. And there, and there uh, you know, but there, there are certainly uh, ones who, who can get get that stuff out on stage and then go and have mm -hmm. a nice home life. And you seem a very balanced and reasonable oh, I person. Balanced, yeah. I mean, like, we're not even mentally balanced, but, you know, yeah. you seem very... No, I've got a very happy home life. There's no yeah. question at all. I'm very fortunate in that regard. But I simply think that uh, everything's awful. Yeah. I just, my entire outlook is relentlessly negative. But again, I think that's a comedian thing, and I think it's it's, well, it's very. Difficult. I'd like to be more cheerful, and I apologise. <laughs> see, it doesn't mean that I can't do comedy. I'm not a nice person to talk to. It's just afterwards, I think you hate me. Yeah, that's all that happens. <laughs> and I'll go. I'm on the sleeper train home, and I'll just sit and cry. I, I really, won't. I'll be drunk. They really, they, they especially really like you, but I really like you as well. But they can tell they, they, they think all I meant all the stuff I said, and they really hate me now. <laughs> now I'm going to go home I and know, be and depressed. And I'm a lassie that suffers from depression. <laughs> Could you, you bastard? No, I think it helps. I think if you have, I think the best comedy that I see is stuff that comes that not not that you relate to. I'm not talking about observational comedy, but that I like going to see a comedian. And at the end of the hour at the Fringe, you come out and you know something more about that comedian. Whether or not it's true or not, because that's a different discussion about truth in comedy, um, it's interesting. It holds your attention for an hour. I find it very difficult to watch a comedian for an hour telling jokes. I get quite uh, bored. I like to hear someone... I like to see someone ripping their guts out on stage and then putting them back in again. And then you leave and go, God, that was brilliant. <laughs> That's why I, I like to see passion in a, in a comedian and passion for a subject matter so that I know that that's not been written in a room somewhere by... And I don't, I don't think there's a problem with anyone having writers at all, but I like to know that that person has sweated over that bit of material um, and it's real to them. Whether it's true or not, it's real to them, and that's what I like. Yeah, and I would agree with that, but I think also that by doing that, I mean, I, the shows I do when I take a subject, and it's not, you know, it's, it's, there will be personal things then, you are, you are opening yourself up in certain ways, but yeah. I always find it kind of helps me as much as anyone else to be able to discuss those things. So you must get some catharsis from discussing yes. these subjects. Yes. And, but then I would just hope that, I mean, I, you know, I, don't, I know you want to carry on being able to do the job you do, but it would seem a shame to not to not think that you could, that one day you could be happy, you know, that you could feel happy and not feel that because you know people do like you, obviously, and you are. Oh yes, and, and I'm you very are, grateful you, you for do, their affirmation. Yeah, it's but, necessary. But you can, you know, a lot of comedians, who even comedians who aren't depressed, will waste their lives away thinking, well, I'm not doing as well as that person, Absolutely. and that and that is that's always thrown, you know, it is thrown back at me all the time. The and I don't mind because I am not doing as well as Shirley, but that come that comes back. That's that. That is, on Twitter, that's the, you know, that would be the way that, oh, we can get to him by yeah. going, yeah, well, you know, there was one today, oh, Stuart Lee would be better on just a minute than you. And I thought, well, 
No, he fucking wouldn't. He, he can't do two words without repeating something. So he... But, yes. <laughs> but, you know, that's, the, that's their go. They think, I'm going to undercut you by going this. So there are people out there trying to be that, you know, going, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you by make you think about this thing. Yeah. But you're all, as a comedian, you're already doing those things anyway. I mean, yes, there's certainly yeah. people much better than Stuart Lee that I'd rather be. So, you know, if, if you're going to pick just, on someone. I just like to be honest about uh, the process. I just like to be honest about myself. Yeah, I'm yeah. very honest about uh, my foibles and my difficulties. My show at the Fringe this year um, is about uh, last May. I had I don't know why I'm telling this. I'll tell you anyway. I had a full nervous breakdown last year. Right. Full <laughs> head fuck. Right. And it's about how I got back up on stage again. So it's a laugh a minute. I swear <laughs> to God. But that's what I wanted to do a show about. Yeah. So that people can come and see it and decide what they think about it but it, it happened and it was real and it was uh, I can't do comedy that's not about something that's not important to me I find that very difficult to be uh, vacuous about things I like yeah. to talk about something that's important to me and whether or not it's important to the audience I, I find out as to whether or not they actually enjoy the show but at least it's important to me I decided in 2010 after a disastrous year at the Fringe it was fucking awful. Everyone hated the show. I hated the show. It was terrible. That I would never go back to the Fringe again with a show that even if it went down, that I didn't believe in. So if everyone hates the shows, I don't care because I love the shows. Yeah. Instead of doing the shows, which I, I was doing, which was for agents or television bookers or any of that shite, I'm never going to get on those fucking shows anyway, so I may as well just have fun doing a show that I want to do. Apart from 15 to 1. <laughs> you know, I'm not a shiny, shiny 10 minutes on a stand-up show on television kind of uh, comedian. So. No, but I think also by doing what you want to do, which is again, we saw just with, with Harry Shearer, is that if you, you, if you stick to your guns and you, are, and you take, take, take what you're doing very seriously yeah. and, and are fastidious about it, that what you're doing you know, has a good chance actually of, of breaking through. So if, you, if, you're, if you're aiming to do something to please someone else. When I very first did start doing stand-up, like in 1990, I was, I was caught between, well, you know, I should do a set that, that will get me more gigs or should I do the set that I think's good? And I just did neither. You know, I just end up being yeah. in the middle doing stuff that was neither going to get me work and yeah. that I didn't enjoy. And so and when I came back, and I hated doing stand-up then, when I came back to doing stand-up, I did the exact same thing. I just said, I'm going to just do yeah. whatever I think is all right. But I think, you know, I think that's, that's great. But I don't think, you know, it was, it's a shame if you're as it seems you are, sort of beating yourself up afterwards and thinking that wasn't good enough all the time, you know? No, I've always been like this. This is not a comedy thing. This has been my entire life, and that's the thing is, it's not about comedy. This is what I've always been like. And I'm much better than I used to be. I am. But I also don't think there's anything... There's not a problem with saying I am a relentlessly negative person. No. I fucking... When you meet these fucking positive people that don't have a problem with anyone, I just don't understand them. They make me feel unwell. <laughs> you know, people who've never fought and they're friends with their exes and they like everyone and I just sit in the corner smoking and drinking going, I don't fucking understand you. <laughs> but that's why I'm there and they're there. Yeah. So I'm there to fill the gap of the blackness, and they're there to go and be Doris Day. Well, maybe, or maybe their blackness is just is, is, is pressed you know, down inside. There are some people who just don't have the <laughs> same problems. Okay. And that's, but that's, it, everything in life is a scale. And uh, I happen to often be kind of at the lower end of, 
I'm very happy. I'm not saying I'm not happy. I don't want you to think I'm not happy. I mean, I'm not really happy, but I'm not, it's not, no. I'm fine, honestly, I'm fine. The more I say that, the less fine I sound. I'm, I don't want everyone's gone a bit fucking silent, like I'm no, about sorry, to top is... myself or something. I just think, It'd but be this great is... if, you'd, if you'd tried, just, just for the podcast, if you could just, if you could just let Would us know. Would this be a double? Yeah. 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 God, you got great, yeah. As um, long as they don't watch all the Chinaman bit, I'll cut, I'll cut that out. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be a pisser right at the end if I said, actually... And then you're like, oh shit, I'm going to have to count the gold of the Chinaman <laughs> stuff that we did earlier on. I'm fine, I'm fine. I just don't think there's anything wrong with being honest about things. There isn't, and it's good. And I think as a comedian, the things, that the, the routines I think, oh, I can't say that on stage, or I'm worried about saying that on stage. The things that I, the routines that I personally say, oh, I'll do that tonight, and then I go, oh no, I'm not going to do it tonight. Yeah. Those always end up being the best routines. Absolutely. You know, the ones that you, that you, when you are revealing something yourself, and people like it because most people will have experienced it, if not that level that yeah. have experienced that kind of anger about something and you have to repress it so but I think that's partly what comedy is about and that's why that's why I would just I feel for you personally yes. I would hope that by having that release of being able to discuss those things I'm not trying to cure you a little I, bit I want you to carry on being funny yeah uh, so. but it's what gives me the funny this yeah, is the know, thing this is why I don't want to change that I've had, I've gone through therapy, I know how to cope with everything and it's all fine, but I don't want to change my head, because my head is what does the thing that I do on stage. Yeah. So if you change that, then you'll become a, a vapid uh, comedian standing on stage telling jokes about shit. And that's not why I gave up my job and why I started doing comedy. No, do I, don't, I don't think you would though, that's, and I think in my 30s I was quite unhappy for a lot of my 30s and I thought, and then if you, and if you watch my shows from my 30s, some of them are a bit, you know, they, there's a sort of anger behind them which yes. is getting out and some of it, you know, and some of you look, I look at it and go, oh, I wouldn't do that joke now but I can understand why I was doing that joke then and where that was coming from was allowing that anger out. Uh, but, you know, I was thinking, oh, but if I lost weight or if I, you know, if I was happy, I wouldn't be funny anymore. And, you know, I'm kind of quite happy now. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's all starting there's to just, add up. No, there's just something. That I think there's something also very interesting about... You, you, you hear a lot of criticism about female comics uh, doing the same kind of stuff about cats and cakes and all that kind of stuff and not being sure of themselves. And I'm incredibly sure of myself and I'm sure that I'm a, a miserable bastard. And I don't have a problem standing on stage and saying, and whether it's uncomfortable for people because it's a woman standing on stage saying, I'm a miserable bastard. When I've sat and listened to many a male comedian say that, then fine, but I am certain of what I am, which is a bit of a miserable bastard. But at the same time, I'm always the butt of the jokes. I'm always the butt of the jokes. And I think that makes it palatable to people when you do it like that. And whether it is strange to see a woman being so... Um, honest on stage uh, about uh, all of the things about themselves which are a bit strange or I'm a bit of a strange person if I was in the 1930s I'd have a smoking jacket I'd have 16 cats and a llama and I'd be hanging out with some cool writers and everyone would think I was fucking amazing but I live in Glasgow in a tenement flat and I sit in a dressing gown and it's not quite as glamorous as it should have been I was born in the wrong time I need the time travelling finger to take me back I should have been at the Algonquin with Dorothy Parker pissed and drugged out my tits I don't take drugs by the way I'm on children's BBC alcohol is a drug and also so is heroin's a drug as well <laughs> <laughs> alcohol's alcohol's a little bit of magic juice. 
It can be. I tell, what's really? I tell Might you. Might be special juice. It's but alcohol's very good for a little, a little bit, and then it goes all wrong again. I the other day I had. Are to, you worried about me, Richard? You've no, no. Changed, you've turned. No, I don't to, mind. I want you to carry on. You've turned from slightly abusive to kind of going. I, I want thought you to be happy. Susan. I thought I should be nice to you because everyone was having a go at me for being nasty to you, <laughs> oh, and no. then I just pretended to like you for a bit. <laughs> When you're on your train home, back? I want you to be sleeping. And he doesn't know. <laughs> and I love him so. <laughs> we are back. No, you know, I'm a very confused. Uh, Sorry, was that, too, was, that, yeah. so was that too serious? No, no, it's good. Was that that's, right? that's the gold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the gold that all the other stuff is for. It's luring you into a false sense of security, then confusion, and then you open up. Okay. Like, oh, no, that was no. bad. <laughs> I'm stopping myself. I'm stopping myself. Like a flower, that's what I was going to say. Like a beautiful flower. <laughs> flower. 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 Flower with a f yep. sound of a v sound. V sound. Um, Why don't I have any questions from people from Wales? Because uh, um, I think it's because they were more interested in Ned Flanders than... <laughs> Uh, this is a good question. I'll ask you this question. Oh, okay. Uh, this is for, this is, uh, is for Harry Shearer. <laughs> Are you excited to know there is going to be a better Godzilla film than the one you were in? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am very excited by that. <laughs> then, this is uh, Archie van der Vliet has asked these questions. He does them put in brackets. By the way, the general film was bad, not you specifically. Oh, so, so he's, you know, he realises he's nice. been rude. And I forgot to talk to... Uh, to well, he must get Harry Shearer back because I wanted to talk about how terrible the Truman Show is and he's in that. Uh, so, but I thought I should be polite the first time. <laughs> but I wasn't with you, so maybe... And you've come back... So this is your third time, I think, at least yeah, fourth, Yeah, I keep coming back, Richard. Because <laughs> every single time, it's just a little bit better. <laughs> I think the next time, you will have nothing to say to me because you've exhausted all of your research that you've done by merely following me on Twitter. <laughs> which is the only research you appear to do. Yeah. It's because I know we're gonna we'll find the we'll find the backpack. That's what we'll do. The backpack, the backpack, and the depression. We'll just find it. We don't need questions. Nope. Like other chat shows. Uh, if you uh, go, this is a really hard question. You, you, probably, you might not have anything for this. Okay. If you were what would, if you were to go on Dragon's Den, have you got an invention that you could put on Dragon's Den that you have always wanted to take to Dragon's Den for the dragons on Dragon's Den? <laughs> It's a hard question. because it's, it's a hard question. Of, uh, because of, to be honest, I don't have that amount of time in my head to think of things like that. No. No, I'm thinking of other important things. Well, like Helen I, Well, it could make you a lot of money if you, got, if you hit the right thing. Like that I'm reggae, never going to be an inventor. Source. I'm never going to be a fucking inventor. Don't you have just like something oh, that could be improved? No. Okay. If it's there, it's there. If it's good, it's not. If it's just throw it out. I don't care. Have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Have you? Yes. Tell me about the ghost you've seen. I don't know if you've told me already, but I don't think you have. Um, uh, my uh, granny had uh, passed away, and I was lying in my bedroom uh, after a funeral, and I was with Muppet, my son, and uh, we both, who's a cat, sorry before anyone thinks I've left my child at home. I was in bed with Muppet, and I was stroking his wee head, and we both looked up at the same time and saw my granny walking past the bedroom door. Genuinely. 
Well, when you say you both saw that... Yes. The cat looked up at the same time. Well, we can't be sure what the cat was... No, I can't. I'm not saying I can testify that the cat actually saw the ghost. (laughs) But we both looked up at the same time, and I saw the ghost. Yeah. And the cat, I, I am surmising, saw the ghost... So yes, I've seen a ghost. Did your grandma have a twin sister? No. (laughs) Was your grandma actually not really dead? No, and also, and this is true, I was named after my granny, Grace, and uh, when I was making the decision to give up my job as a comedian, I went to her grave and I said to her, Gran, should I do this or not? And I went and I said, give me a sign, any sign you want, whether it's a good idea. Went home and uh, one of the ornaments she'd left me uh, when she died, was uh, lying on the floor smashed, which some would take as a no. I took it as a yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally believe in it. I don't believe in spiritualism. I think that's all a crock of shit. Yeah. But I believe in ghosts and stuff like so that. So what? So when we die, we're going to be floating around outside the door? Yeah. Wreaking vengeance on people who have done us ill. Oh, no, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna... the bit looking forward to when I die. <laughs> I'm going to die before you. Are you? Yeah. And are you going to watch me? <laughs> well, are you? I'm going to watch you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to sense you. Yeah. I'm going to leave ectoplasm all over. When you, when be, you wake up. Why is it always about that, Richard? Yeah, there's a big sexual tension between us some that is unresolved. Will, because some people, it, is it like moonlighting? <laughs> it, is. it is, isn't it? It's like moonlighting. Will it they, is. won't they? But if we ever did it, then it would be ruined, Richard. But, but, you know, if we ever did it, if we actually did it, I think we should. It do would it. be revolting, <laughs> and it would ruin everything. Neither of us want to do it, and that's why we should do it. <laughs> maybe we, we should. Do, maybe we should do it for comic relief next year. Well, we had in one of the Edinburgh Fringe podcasts, we had the idea that we should do an Edinburgh show where you and I will have sex on stage, yes. whilst our wives are sort of what, have to stand and watch it. And neither of us, well, and the audience will be there, and neither of us really want to do it. So the, the play, it will be, you know, you know the, why did we think that was a good idea, about, Richard? Because I think it will be an interesting theatrical piece to see, oh, I see to see a lesbian having sex with a man who doesn't want to have sex with her whilst their wives watch. That would win us. The Edinburgh Comedy Awards. Oh, you're not be... eligible. Well, if it was I a double think, act, uh, if it was a double act, yeah. you'd be. Well, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know why I'm not eligible because I'm not successful. <laughs> and I was in a double act. It's very confusing. The the Edinburgh comedy. I think I've just. No, I'm, I think I'm eligible, but I've just never done a good good enough show to be. No. No, I've never seen any of your shows, but I've heard they're smashing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some DVDs I can give you. You want to take them away with you? Shit, my Mac doesn't take DVDs. I can't watch it on the way home, sorry. You can uh, download them from www.gofasterstrike.com, some of the early ones. I'm on series seven of Grey's Anatomy. I just need to finish the other three series and then I'll be right on that. Do your, have you d- done your shows on DVD? No. Why not? Uh, Chris Evans will do them. He loves good comedy. I was thinking about maybe doing that at some point in the future, oh, but go. I just... I oh, he's gone, actually. I've pointed out he's gone I just gone refused out. to... I don't think... I wouldn't do it on DVD. I'd do it as a... I would do it as the download. Yeah. DVDs. Who wants to buy a DVD? Shut up, I've got DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> some of them I've bought on already, and now they're feeling stupid. <laughs> and like an old fashioned I'll totally do DVDs. I think that's the way forward. There's, there's videos there. There's some laser discs. In case, in case Danny Baker turns up, he's got loads of laser discs. I haven't done it yet, and no, I'll maybe do it at some point. You should, but also, I think it's quite nice just to... Um, that the thing exists, you know, beyond... Some people disagree. Who was I talking to who disagreed? 
can't remember now. One of the people I've done before. I don't care. Once it's over, that's it. I forgot. I don't, I don't even know what we. I don't know what we just said. I, feel, I feel so bad that that I'm such a fleeting particle. Yeah. In your life, Richard. But this is the only time I'm only alive when I'm on stage. So you get <laughs> you get me when at my best. But yeah. then, this but is, then, wow. But then I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But wow. I burn, you know, I'm burning like a firework in the sky. I'm burning like a, wow. you know, and exploding. Baby, you're a firework. <laughs> look at the look at the people. They're just gasping. They can't believe what they're seeing. It's so beautiful. Go, do these oh. people come and see the show all the time? Some of them do. These, they, this, this lady Olivia does. She's a butler. So the, that guy is usually another butler, unless he's grown, he's had a, spent some money on getting some more hair. It's a different guy. Are you a butler as well? You're a psychiatrist. I knew he was looking at me fucking funny through that whole... <laughs> he was rubbing his hands <laughs> going, <laughs> fucking hey, hey. Just a big pile of money. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can see. You're, so I don't know you. You're a psychiatrist. So you don't come very often. Or you sit at the back. I've been a few times. Have you? Yeah, good. What made you come and sit at the front tonight? Olivia had a spare ticket because uh, the, yeah. other, the other butler... The other one. ...is working as a butler. He's butling... How yes, do you man. feel sitting at the front? Do you feel more of a connection to us as people? <laughs> you feel more vulnerable? <laughs> wow, that's a shame. I have. Do you want to get involved in the uh, Heron Cowman sex on stage show? What we could do is we could improv the Toxvig lift scene. <laughs> yeah, because you could be Sandy Toxvig. You don't speak Danish. That's all right, sweetie. We would do it all in English for Richard. She wouldn't speak Danish. It'd all be French. Yeah. Bang! <laughs> uh, tackline, at Tackline, he comes a lot. Hiya. Uh, uh, David is a nuclear physicist. He comes a lot. Oh, hi. These two have never been at the front before. Yeah. They'd never all sit at the front again after what just happened. Uh, before we came on, I can't see the people over there. Hello. Do they all come on? Oh, hi. Oh, they're putting the lights on. Those, those three empty seats are always empty. Yeah. Once I saw like an old ghostly Scottish woman there yeah. and, who, who broke my ornament. <laughs> <laughs> my ornament. Is, it, uh, is, it, is it offensive to do the press of your Listen, it's no more offensive than the gay stuff earlier on to take the piss out of my dead grandmother. I mean, it's just adding to the joy of the It was a beautiful evening. tribute to her. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking down smile she's <laughs> sorry <Right>. no <laughs> I've I've never apologised on stage before Steve Merchant I apologised quite a lot once and we got off the <laughs> what did you do to him? no <laughs> I don't listen to this podcast you should what did you, you, you don't, don't what did you do? Should... did you do something bad? yeah I did an impression of his dead grandma I should have learned from that one <laughs> he said never do that again I said I won't and then I went oh yeah should have listened to Stephen Merchant oh <laughs> <sighs> We've covered a lot tonight. We have, we've done very well. You've got a train to get, but not for an hour. We can stay here. We can stay here, get you I'm on the back I'm worried about the them. I'm worried yeah, about no, them. Don't worry about them. 
I am worried about them. Yeah, don't worry about them. Why am I not allowed to worry about them? They can go if they want, can't they? It's not. The doors aren't locked. Because they're not going anywhere. And I would have thought by now they would have started going. I know, they can't wait. They can't wait to see what will happen next. What will Rich Herring do next? Can I have another beer, please? And we'll see wow. what happens. No. So. We can, uh, we'll, we, uh, we know. We've, uh... <laughs> Give her another beer. That's, that comes off your wages, then. <laughs> Who would pay if we no, did? No, don't ask. If we, did, <laughs> if we did a show in Edinburgh where we had to have sex with each other against both of our wills, I mean that's kind of, it was an interesting comment on all sorts of things. Who would force us? Who would? Well, we just we said we we're going to do it. Someone but would have to force us. <laughs> in the box. Oh, in the box, like with Maria Frostrup. Um, in the she had people having sex in a box. <gasps> sex no good box. doing it in a box because then no one could see we were doing it. The, the Someone joint. would have to force us to have sex. Yeah. Who would have enough of our uh, presence <laughs> to frighten me sufficiently to make me coitally <laughs> intercept <laughs> with you? Alexander. Alex <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Round of applause Thank for you. that fella. Clearbolding doesn't frighten me. Clearbolding's not a frightening woman. She's a lovely nice. woman, Clearbolding. I think it's... I think huh? Helen Mirren could... If you had sex with me, then Helen Mirren would do anything you wanted after. Yes, I would do it now. Yeah. Let's do it now. <laughs> if I Helen don't... Mirren was going to have sex with me, I would do anything. I'd have to have something similar Well, who would, who would be your... Amy Pond, the character of Amy Pond, <laughs> but not the... And... So not, not Karen Gillan? No, definitely The character not. No of way. Amy Pond? You wouldn't do no. Karen Gillan? No way. <laughs> That's not, really quite vehement. I'm not sick. I like Amy Pond. So Karen Gillan would have to pretend to be Amy Pond? Yeah, not pretend, she would have to be Amy Pond. <laughs> no, I don't want her going, doing a kind of parody of Amy Pond. I want oh, her to be Amy Pond. Heaven forfend someone did a parody of somebody. <laughs> so she would have to be Amy Pond? Mm-hmm. For you... Yeah, and then we... So you would say, if Karen Gillan came up to you naked and said, right, Herring, I'm going to, yeah. let's do it. You'd go, no, Karen. Yeah, I would say that, yeah. You would say that? Yeah. No, you <laughs> <laughs> My wife has agreed that I can have sex with Karen Gillan if she's Amy Pond, but not if she's Karen Gillan. <laughs> That's because so, she knows uh, it's Karen. never going to happen. So, it's a bit like that bloke with Scully Hansen. But <laughs> is there anyone else? Let's take Amy Pond out of the equation. That's not going to happen. Um, my wife... <laughs> It's a bit late for that, sweetie. <laughs> there probably is. I'm trying to think who I like, who I've liked recently. I like 13 from House. <laughs> but again, I think the character rather than the actress. Is there anyone... Is there Richard anyone... Osman from Pointless? No. He's a kind and gentle lover. Yeah. Is there anyone... <laughs> All the quiz show people are at it together. Yeah. Once you're in the quiz show club, you can have Is anyone. Is there want. anyone real that you've ever fantasised about, Richard? Because at the moment, it seems like it's always characters. Is there any real people you've ever fantasised about? Uh, Jenny Agate from 1976. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific, yeah, Richard. It is. Anyone more recent than 1976? I've, I've seemed to fall in love with unobtainable people. Either they are fictional or Any they exist at different times. And Anne Whittacombe. Anne Whittacombe. Well, I, I don't fancy it, but, you know, 
be something, it'd be a talking point, wouldn't it? <laughs> you could be, I, I could do my autobiography, could be, I, I took Anne Whittacombe's virginity, that could be the title, subheading, uh, at first I had to have sex with Susan Calman. <laughs> that doesn't make me sound very good, to be honest. Um, no, I don't know, okay, so the Fringe show I think is good, we'll get a venue. I'm just worried. We'd have to do it every night. I just wonder if people would... It might just be a one-off thing. We could hire a really oh, big... Oh, one-off. Big hall, but only if people... Who would want to see that show? Just cheer if you'd like to see it. Yeah. That, I knew you would. Uh, who I'd... would definitely not come and see that show under any circumstances? Yeah. What if you got to have sex with Karen Gillan after you'd watched it? Cheer now. Yeah, so that, so that currently, if you can get Karen Gillan on board. <laughs> so the key to this is Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan being prepared to have sex with me and any. Why can I not have sex with Karen you Gillan? You can, yeah. You chose Helen Mirren, that's, that was your choice. Well, it's more, we're more likely to get Karen Gillan than him, <laughs> aren't we? Why have we chosen two people with names that rhyme? <laughs> On our budget, we're yeah. more likely to get Karen Gillan than Helen. <laughs> <Our> <laughs> <laughs> what is our budget? <laughs> we seem to have worked out a okay. budget for it. Okay. I'll I think put, we could charge I'll, a lot I'll, for I'll, tickets. I'll put, I'll put in yeah. a thousand pounds. Okay. So our budget is a thousand okay. pounds to get Karen Gillan. Yeah, I reckon that'd do. Can we get... Yeah. <laughs> Karen I'll Gillan. Put, I'll put in 200. <laughs> But if I put in a thousand as well, that's like prostitution. Does like anyone know Karen Gillan? Do you know Karen Gillan? I think someone I know does know her. Who was it? It was the, the guy who does my photographs, Steve Brown, does my photographs for Edinburgh. He does all the photographs for Doctor Who. He says right. she's very nice. But he doesn't know her. Well, he takes photos of her, so he's, he's hung around with her, so he could probably... But he can't phone her up and say, we've got a thousand pounds, will you have sex with Richard Herring and Susan Calvin? No, I mean, I think he'd have to... Fringe. That wouldn't be the first thing he said. <laughs> he'd have to lead up to that. Go, hi, oh, yes, me, Steve, remember I took the photos? Remember, yeah, that's good, have you been? Yeah, oh, you're doing some more acting and stuff, that's good. I've been taking more photos. I've been taking photos of Richard Herring, actually, he's a good... Have you, have you heard of him? No, okay, he's... <laughs> Used to do a double like Stuart Lee. Oh yeah, you know him. Okay, well he's. Uh, I'll, I'll email you a picture of him. You can email one of the pictures he's taken. Where I look really good. Yeah. Because he's good. He can sort of cheat. Yeah. It's nature. Yeah. Make me look quite nice. Yeah. And then to go. Well, what do you want to hook up? And then we'll. <laughs> we have to tell her it's a show and not a date. No, that's the first. I'm just. You can't I'm, see, you're not offering her a thousand pounds for sex. It's for the show. It's I'm the artistic show. To, I'm trying to do a realistic way How we're going to get it. How do we stretch this out over an hour? <laughs> I think uh, 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 the repugnance we feel for each other sexually should make that okay. I would such. I don't know. It's been a long time since yeah. I've. Uh, would it not be quite quick? No. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, because I'm 46 years old, that is the reason. Does it not get quicker the older no. you get? No. God. <laughs> Does it get longer? Guess, well, not longer. I wish it did. <laughs> Does it take yes, longer? It gets more, less reliable. I just, like now, when you're 46, yeah. you just, you know, you're lucky if it comes out in the end, to be honest. That's... <laughs> Sorry. 
Is it true that sperm changes texture the older you get? I haven't uh, really been, <laughs> been feeling mine so much. I just read that in a Did magazine. Uh, well, is someone giving you a is, signal is anyone, to stop? No, no. I think, I think uh, we just made George laugh. I think I was just looking at him backstage. I thought laugh. someone was giving us a signal. No, I think he might, he's either laughing or he's on Are the you phone. You for someone questions else. from the audience? Uh, no. I was going to ask if anyone, any young man could give me a sperm sample because I can't now. There's no way for me to test that because I am now old, so I can't feel my. I can spunk up in my hand for you if you like. And we can both have a prod around, but without a control, young man sperm. It's a, it's a scientific experiment. We need to find the youngest man in the audience then. I don't think this the youngest man. I mean, the, the youngest over. 18, I think we'd have to. Well, I'm assuming they're all over 18. No, there's sometimes over 18 kids. Show. They'll be like a 13 year old in this. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> <laughs> they're not any they fucking kids in us. They're sneaking. Are there any 13 year old boys in who'd like to. I mean, it would be very, very easy to get a sample from them. Is there any children? They've probably got. They probably. You know, we've been going for three hours. Probably, if there's a 13 year old, they've probably had a wank during this at some point. <laughs> Children in there, are there. Are there any thirteen-year-olds in? Fourteen. What's fifteen? Sixty. Who's the, who's young? And we're not come, gonna on, make... come on, let's let's make this happen. <laughs> let's give the people who pay for the video something a bit extra today. <laughs> oh my God. It's been good. Have you, have you enjoyed it so far? Yep. And when I say so far, there's a lot more to go. You haven't written anything down. I'm Ask me. Don't stop looking at the fucking uh, book. There's nothing in the fucking there book, is. Richard. There's loads in here. I'm just checking. <sighs> Ask me a question from someone else. Have you tried to... Uh, someone, there's a man. She didn't mean that. But go on, what are you going to say? No, he's going to ask if you've ever tried to lick your own vagina, I think is what he's going to say. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't see the point when you have so many... <laughs> wonderful thing. Cats? Oh, yeah. God, Jesus! <laughs> Cats are not my sick. <laughs> David Bedil uh, knows about that. That's a little callback. We've listened to loads of it. Uh, so um, yes, well, uh, my, ask me some quick fire you, questions. Quick fire Richard. questions. Quick fire questions. Richard, let's finish this Would off. Would you rather have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was. Uh, well, it's not quick fire. Right. Let me think of something that can uh, that can end this. Yeah. Living hell that we have found ourselves. How do we end this, Richard? How just, do we ever end it? It never seems to end, it Richard. It doesn't. That's, it's well, just that's... you and I constantly circling each other, you know, this parade of sexual tension. Most people will Will it ever it. fucking end, Richard? <laughs> it can't end, that's why, because if it does, then mo the moonlighting effect goes. That's true. The minute uh, the tension Come is on. broken. What do you um, want? Would you rather be a cow or a badger? And why? Badger. Why? Uh, they are equipped for self-defence purposes. They're quite vicious badgers. And they have lovely, big, fat bottoms. 
What's the answer? That's a good answer. If you want to find out what Harry Shearer would rather be, you're going to have to subscribe to the uh, for a pound a month, and then you can find out. It'll be on that channel. That was good. That'll get people. It was a, it was a cow. Uh, <laughs> give, giving it away. Um, Come on. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? No. <laughs> but I thought it was that thought that one was going to come good just at that. No. Nope. I thought that was going to be the one. Nope. Uh, how did the death of Thomas Beckett affect the Anglo-Papal relations in the 12th century? I think it was much like in my head uh, the way I felt when Take That split up. Yeah. There was a lot of disappointment. Um, what is love anyway? <laughs> love is uh, someone allowing you to have uh, well, putting on a mask of Helen Mirren. <laughs> That's good. For it. They put it on. <laughs> when you eat asparagus, yeah. does your wee smell of asparagus? Never eat asparagus. Why not? Because your wee Scottish. smells funny. No, no. <laughs> Why did you do that, Richard? Do you know what was happening there? We were having a good conversation. There had been very few racist kind of undertones. And then you made the typical because it wouldn't vegetable grow in, Scottish blah-blah-blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. It wouldn't grow in the Scottish climate. That's not what you meant, was it, Richard? You meant it was... <laughs> You said it because I'm Scottish and then there's an insinuation that we don't eat vegetables and we're not fit people. That's what it was, wasn't it, Richard? <laughs> Could uh, the witness please uh, vocalise? <laughs> yes, I am don't sorry. Don't eat asparagus, makes I'm your wee sorry. smell funny. Okay. Does your wife ever eat asparagus? Yes. Does her wee smell of asparagus after she... Yes, and she makes me Does smell she make it. She smell it? Good. At last, someone has admitted that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is a good question. Have smell. you ever put anything up your urethra? <laughs> <laughs> it's in my emergency questions. No. Why I'm... would you put something up your urethra? <laughs> some, some you put it inside other orifices, some... but not your urethra. Some people That's do that. That's a tiny hole. What I mean... pleasure would anyone get from putting up your urethra? <laughs> Jesus, no. <laughs> what kind of fucking madman are you? in the book no ask me <laughs> I just I just asked what's in the book it's not my Fine. it's not my it's not your question ask me another one uh, Quick. did you ever play when you were a child did you ever play games against yourself like a snooker for example would be <laughs> an example yes did you yes did you, did you do commentaries of it yes what sports did you play against uh, well yourself? I didn't play sports necessarily I played games like kick the can okay the against yourself can. Yeah, against myself. How, what are the rules of kick the can? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a can, the can. Yeah. and you hide and kick it and then go and hide. And when you play it yourself, it, it's a bit sad. Yeah. But you sort of now go, ah, and then go, ah. Uh, uh, I played a lot of Sabutio. Myself, yeah. I'm I snooker. I used to play I, snooker myself. I had leagues of uh, Sabutio. Yeah, yeah. I used to play uh, Sabutio and snooker myself. Did you cheat in Sabutio so yes. that your team won? Yes. And lawn balls. I have my own lawn bowls. Deal with it. Is it is lawn bowls the like the the big the larger ones rather than bowls? They're kind of the yeah the the, the ones that the, one that the Commonwealth people. Games. It's proper sport. Lawn bowls. Got my own set of lawn bowls. Lots of people die playing that. They really do. But they <laughs> well, genuinely they do. It's all oh, of the because sport. they're old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an inherently dangerous <laughs> sport. It's a good statistics though, isn't it? I think it's like more people die yeah. playing lawn bowls than you know. 
other dangerous I'm not going to die playing lawn bowls. You might do. If you do, don't come back at no. <laughs> One more, Richard. Come on. Make it good. If you come back, if you die playing lawn bowls, you come back, and if you're holding a lawn bowl in your hand, <laughs> I'll know to give up being a comedian. <laughs> I am so doing that. <laughs> and if you do that, I'll give up being a comedian. Will you? Yeah. It's almost reason to make a make an end of the night tonight. That would be quite a. It would be good if you actually committed suicide good, on, the, on the podcast. Yeah. That would be ideal. <laughs> that would be a ratings winner. It would be amazing it? publicity. You'd be on the front page of all the papers. That then, would. Wouldn't you? Especially when they see, when they listen to all the stuff I said to firstly goad you into it and then say, yes, please do that. Please don't. If you're going to kill yourself, please like wait like a, a week or so before you do it. So no, yeah, it can't, you went, no, do it now. So it can't do come. It now. So it can't come back to me. Yeah, edit it together. Time. This could be really bad for you. <laughs> I think even just let as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best, but uh, right, um, one more. Well, I'll give you one more question. Uh, <laughs> that's a question for Adam Buxton. That's what made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> What have you tried for the first time this year slash recently? If you haven't tried anything. Have you done anything? I went skiing for the first time this year. I have went... Have you done anything new this year? Not, not this year, but just last year. Yeah, I went pony be fine. trekking. No one's going to look, look it up. I went pony trekking. Pony trekking. In Iceland with Phil Tufnell. <laughs> you, did the sa- you did the same show as me. Yeah. Well, I went to... I went to uh, st- oh, fuck, where did I go? It's long. It's, it's, Almost it's late at night. Yeah. Where's the where did Armenia? I went to with David Baddiel. Yeah, I went to Iceland with Phil Tufnell. Yeah, the country, not the shop. That'd be a dull show. How was how was Phil Tufnell in real life? Lovely fella. Was it was he... slightly awkward because I don't watch cricket, don't understand cricket, and didn't know who he was. But after we got past that, it was fine. <laughs> he went, "I'm Phil Tufnell." I went. <laughs> He's a lovely fella. Really nice fella, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we went pony checking. That wasn't all you did, though. No, we did. You did really things. difficult things on you. Just went up a mountain. Absolutely down a crevasse. How does that cost went, loads of money? Uh, uh, fishing in the middle of the North Atlantic in the middle of a storm. Almost died three times on that television shoot. Yeah, brilliant. I, I got uh, my picture drawn by a caricaturist. <laughs> it was pretty hairy at times. After <laughs> with David Bidabadi. He almost died in the back of a pony. And I think the thing is, if there's one thing. I've thought about dying a lot, Richard. Yes, me too. And I've never thought about dying next to Phil Tufnell in Iceland. <laughs> you know, when you think you're going to die, you've got a romantic vision of how it might be and it's glamorous and maybe in a jacuzzi with One Direction or something. <laughs> not with Phil Tufnell in Iceland. No. It's not how I thought it was going to end, Richard. So I fought against it. Because <laughs> that's not how I... W- I didn't want the obituary to say died in Iceland next to Phil Tufnell. It would be a great uh, trivial pursuit question. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Who did Phil Tufnell die in a volcano yeah, in Maybe I'd end up in Pointless. There's <laughs> yeah. a question. Yeah. Famous deaths next to Phil Tufnell. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has died next to Phil Tufnell. <laughs> He's a lovely fellow though. He's yeah. very nice. Yeah. He'd be a nice person to have around if you were dying. If I was going to die, yeah. do you know what I mean? If there was a celebrity I was go- if there was a celebrity you were going to die next to, who would it be? Hmm. It's a good question. Not Amy Pond. I'm going to uh, I'm going to write that in my emergency <laughs> questions. 
Uh, very good. Uh, I would like to die next to... <laughs> are they going to die as well, or are they just no, watching me as I die? No, they're stroking your head I, as, as dying. you die. They're the last face you see I, as you pass. I'd quite like Barry Cryer to be the... <laughs> Because A, it would mean Barry Cryer had outlived me, which would be cool, because I, I worry about Barry Cryer. I really love Barry Cryer. He's wonderful, yeah, he's I wonderful. don't want Barry Cryer to ever die. No. But he w- probably will one day. Okay, let me ask you, no. That's the last person you want to see yeah. as you die. Barry Cryer, I want to see his little pudgy old face. No. <laughs> and then we go, the la- What's the last, not your wife. Okay. What celebrity would you like face. to... I've seen enough of that. <laughs> what celebrity would you like to be stroking your head as you die? Um... I kind of have Barry cry. Uh, <laughs> I would like... Who's reassuring? It's hard, isn't it, when you have to answer the questions? Yeah. Much easier asking them. It's a good one. That That's not that good, because it hasn't led to any good answers. I would like... Um, it's the quality of the guests. I would like Richard. Goldie from Blue Peter. Who? Goldie the dog from Blue Peter. <laughs> I thought you were dead. No, Richard, I've come back. You were my wife. You chose me, not a Shep or Petra. It seems an odd. It seems an odd. Of all the poopier pets, why have you come up with Goldie? I don't know Goldie. It's just I thought you'd be real. I don't want Shep looking down at me as I'm dying with his little dinosaur face. I want the friendly face. Do you remember Goldie? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Nice That's a really odd thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all had a nice night out, haven't we? <laughs> no one would have predicted that, would they? No you could have, one. No, if you could have taken a sweet no steak. No one. No one would have got that. No one. I would like, I tell you what I'd like, Goldie from Blue Peter, but as well, I did Goldie on lead, Goldie. The, Goldie. As, yeah. as in Goldie the yeah. rapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. And Goldie the Raps going, come on, Goldie, we've got to go. And Goldie's going, no. Just got to comfort Richard. I've been working so hard this week. You know, and I've now, re- that, just through this whole podcast, I've reached a moment, just a time of hysteria. I think I might actually be dead. And they, what I imagine is Goldie's paw touching my head now. Oh, do you know what, you? Richard? I was glad I was here to see it. Good. <laughs> Right, well, that's been nice. I think uh, you've got through three beers. It's not been mad. So, look, we should uh, probably let, let the prisoners go. Yeah. Uh, so Sorry, everyone. Sorry. People will be wondering where they are. It's like the, it's like the Malaysia aircraft thing. <laughs> it won't mean anything to the people. I hope they'll know what's happened by now. So, uh... <laughs> Richard. Yeah, what? Did you need to do that? <laughs> <I've got> a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what did happen, though, eh? I don't know, it's exciting, isn't it? God, it's weird, isn't it? Hopefully they're all okay. Yes. On holiday. So it might be nice if the guy just taking them and going, we're going on a nice holiday. we booked a hotel for you. Okay, I was genuinely wanting to have a chat, but now you've gone into a bad thing <laughs> because in the Daily Mail will put that on the front page with lesbian hopes passengers are dead. <laughs> so uh, I don't think there's um, any way of knowing. No. <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone. <laughs> we probably should have gone before I. Yeah, yeah. Either before I, I said that, down, or just. Down, yeah. 
I have a feeling the uh, podcast at home will have ended by now. <laughs> it's just a feeling I have. So that's why it's worth coming along to the actual podcast, because you see me say awful things. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to uh, thank Susan Calvin. Thanks for having me. Uh, and also, this is going out to all the victims slash survivors, as it says. <laughs> Whichever it may be, I hope it's survivors. I'm not involved in this at all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Ask the Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Susan Kalman. The music was my best. Thanks to Orange Mark and everyone at the British Comedy Guide, all the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre. And Chris Evans, not that one. Come on, you should know he is by now. You've listened to this enough. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a fuzz. Go fast the stripe and Sky Potato production. Hooray! It's the square. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. That was free. You didn't even have to pay one pence for that. Aren't I nice? Uh, if you would like to pay a little bit of money for it, though, please head to www.gofasterstrike.com slash rhlstp5, where there's lots of different ways to make donations, or you can buy DVDs, or buy a ticket for my show, We're All Going to Die, which will be touring still through April and May, or buy a ticket to see me in Edinburgh in Lord of the Dance City, or my play, I Killed Rasputin. Uh, and if we make any money from your donations we will try and make even more fantastic internet content if you want to see has it occurs to me again wouldn't you like to see that aside yes i would okay bye